So they gave me two options to either stay in the hospital or to go home and finish my miscarriage. Uh, I, like me and my husband decided we were going to stay in the hospital, not because we knew that we were going to have a miscarriage or believed that we were going to have a miscarriage, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't leaving the hospital until I knew that everything was going to be okay with my son. Um, So they sent me to the delivery room because they were sure that I was going into birth Mm -hmm. um, that day. And I didn't, I was back and forth for a week between the delivery room and then the postpartum room. Mm -hmm. Um, The morning of April 4th, I woke up because I thought that my water broke. And to my surprise, it was probably like six in the morning. Um, my husband checked. It was nothing but, like, a bed full of blood. Mm-hmm. And they rushed me to the delivery room, and they, like, just hooked me up to IVs. And because I was 23 weeks, so at 23 weeks, they told me that I was going to be able to, if my son came, save him mm-hmm. because they could do something. Yeah. Um, so at that time... Um, I was, so I was dilating, and because I needed a C-section, because my son needed all the time he could get in my womb, I had to um, be, like, fully dilated Mm -hmm. without my water bag breaking. Wow. Um, So as soon as, so they could just kept checking, and it was hours, because I delivered at 11.23. Wow. So all that time I was there with contractions and like full on contractions, mm-hmm. but I couldn't get like any type of drugs, <laughs> nothing. Yeah, no, nothing like that. Um, so and then when they noticed I was fully dilated, they rushed me to the OR and um, I had my C-section and my son was delivered at 23 weeks and five days. And he weighed one pound, 7.6 ounces. So how was that experience when he, you know, when he came out? How was that for you? Uh, It was like a blink of an eye because they, like, showed him to me, like, really quickly and then, like, rushed off with him. So it was, I didn't get to see him. I didn't see him. I seen him for, like, a quick minute when they rode me to Mm -hmm. the NICU. But I didn't see him until, like, the next day. So I didn't know what was going on. But, yeah. So so how was that process? Clearly, you know, going through all that time, going through labor myself, <laughs> I can only, you know, imagine what the pain might have been like for you. So going through that pain and, you know, having your son and him only being a pound, you know, you know what was that like, you know? Because, and also because you didn't get to see him to the next day. Um, so... It was it was something that I never like imagined could happen, mm-hmm. that it could happen to me. Um, it was scary. Like throughout that whole week in the hospital, I was like scared but trying to be strong for my husband mm-hmm. and my family that were just like going nuts. Yeah. Um but with my son's NICU stay, it was 
a roller coaster ride. Just a, um, he was there for five months. Mm-hmm. He was in NICU for five months. Um, throughout his NICU stay, he had a bunch of surgeries, um, numerous blood transfusions. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he had eye surgery. I mean, any type of surgery you could think of, yeah. he had it. And he was on the breathing tube. It was like just seeing him from when he was first born and then like seeing him actually mm-hmm. grow. I mean, his skin, everything wasn't formed yeah. when he came out. So it was a process. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, you said that he was in there for five months. So what was that process like? Did you stay with him? Did you go home? Like, t- Tell the listeners more about that. I, so there was, I got there early in the morning, Mm -hmm. like 7 in the morning, and I didn't leave until 10, 11 o'clock at night, and that was my routine every day. Okay. Um, For me, that first, like when I got released from the hospital, I felt like I would have, like, anxiety Mm -hmm. because I needed to just wake up and go to the hospital. Like, I didn't even think of, like, eating or Mm -hmm. I just had to get up, get dressed, and go to the hospital. Um, At Temple, I couldn't stay the night. So he was there for almost a month in Temple. And then he got transferred to St. Chris. Mm -hmm. Um, So when he had his, like, really rough nights at Temple, we were there without sleeping because yeah. if they seen you sleeping next to the, yeah. the NICU next to the incubator they would like tell you yeah. to leave so we were there just rotating and then in St. Chris I had my we had our own room and with the pull out bed so I could spend the night whenever I wanted to so whenever he had a surgery I was there the night before and then mm-hmm. the night after so when were you actually able to hold your son I actually held him like two weeks after I gave okay. birth to him. Okay. It was very emotional mm-hmm. because I had to wait two weeks. Yeah. Um, and it was the longest process because he was on a breathing tube. He had like everything mm-hmm. connected to him. So we had to make sure nothing moved. So it was a really slow process to even get him onto me. But, and then they were scared that his oxygen level would drop Mm. and his heart rate would drop. But um, that skin-to-skin contact Mm -hmm. was the best thing for him. Um, As soon as they put him on me, um, his, like, heart rate, his oxygen was just steady. So knowing that I was there to actually help him was, like, the best part. So what, um, so you said you got to bring him home at five months. So what was it like when you actually, you know, brought him home? It was, it was scary because I didn't have, he came home on a bunch of medications. Mm -hmm. He was still on the oxygen machine. Um, so I didn't have the nurses around to make sure everything was fine. So it was basically, I was his nurse. Mm -hmm. And so that was 
pretty scary, especially when Ralphie had to go back to work. So yeah. I was home doing it alone. But I got the hang of it being in the NICU every day. So you got to see you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what, um, you know, what has life been like now for him? What has the experience, is it okay if I say your son's name? What has yeah. the experience been like for Xavier? Xavier is, I mean, he just, he's like a regular two-year-old. Like, he was not a preemie. Mm -hmm. I mean, he talks, he throws his fits, he he does everything. He doesn't stay still. Um, with no, like, with no, like, he doesn't know that. What happened? What happened to him? Like, he has no picture. He has, I have all his stuff, so we're waiting for, like, for him to be older right. to, like, tell them. But a normal two-year-old, like, you would not look at him and think he's a preemie. And a lot of people that we meet doesn't know he's yeah. a preemie until we say something about it. That's amazing. So, uh, what had, what was the, you know, what was it like for you? Like, I know you know, being young and being married already has its, its strains and its issues, but, you know, what was it like being young, married, and then having a child go through that process? It was a learning process. It was tough. Um, just knowing that I was 21, going on 22, so I was 21 when I gave birth. Mm -hmm. Um It was, like, a rocky road, and I know if, like, me and my husband didn't have faith in the Lord, mm -hmm. then maybe that could have, like, destroyed our marriage. Yeah. Because I've seen it happen, mm -hmm. and just that faith in, like, the Lord and trusting him throughout the whole process, that's all we really did. Yeah. Was just trust that the Lord was going to push us through. So when did you end up... Um so you were doing all this, you were you served as like a nurse for your son. When did you like go back to work and like I know you mentioned in the beginning you're now you're a special ed teacher. So when did you mm -hmm. go back to work? I so before the process I was actually in the middle of going to school. Oh. So it was the end of my spring semester. So I took a year off of school mm -hmm. and then I went back after my son had turned a year, and I went back in August. Yeah, I went back in August, mm -hmm. last August, and I finished, I only had a semester to do. Yeah. So uh, that was a hard transition for me because I was used to being home and not having him around, not being around him. It was, like, the hardest thing yeah. I went through. And then as soon as I finished in December, I got uh, hired at the school. So I actually work with Ralphie now. Oh. So I started there this January. That's good. So, you know, what has, you know, what has been like the biggest, you know, struggle through this process for you? Just as a person, just as Jaslyn, what has it been like for you? I would say feeling feeling wrong that I want to like like in the beginning like that I wanted to go out mm -hmm. or 
like that I was leaving my son to just have a break. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the hardest thing I had to get over. Like Ralph people told me to go out, even like to just go out to eat with a friend. Yeah. And it's like I didn't want to, knowing that my son probably needed me at yeah. home when I know that Ralphie could take care of yeah. him. So that part of just taking care of myself was hard for me. Cool. So, you know, what has been the like the biggest, uh, you know, moment for you that has just been life-changing throughout this whole process? Just seeing my son grow after everything he's been through. And we've done two March of Dime walks. So this last one that we went to, he actually, like, crossed the finish line. So that was just, like, emotional, knowing that what where he started and yeah. where he's going. Absolutely. So I like to say that everyone carries an invisible backpack. So uh, it could be a song, a person, a scripture, a quote. Um, you know, what is it that you feel as though has been in your invisible backpack helping you through this journey? Um, so while I was pregnant, we had a Xavier song. It was from Hillsong. It was called um, What a Beautiful Name It Is. So... Every day I had that song on while I was pregnant, while I was in the hospital, and then while he was in the NICU. Um, and now he sings the song. So Amazing. that's what's, what's helped me. Amazing. So you talked about uh, two really important things and amazing things. Um, I have friends that also um, have PCOS. Um, so, you know, hearing your story of, you know, having it and being able to conceive and, you know, mm-hmm. deliver the child, um, you know, what are some empowering or encouraging words you could say for someone through that process? And then what are some empowering or encouraging words that you could say to a parent who has, who may have or is going through the process or may go through the process of having a preemie baby? So with the process of PCOS, um, I would just say to take, because it's about taking care of yourself, so changing your diet if you have to change your diet. Um, For me, it was getting on birth control so I can actually get my menstrual every month. Um, And then for someone going through um, a baby in the NICU or having a preemie at home, just... Believe in your motherly instincts because I believe I didn't uh, believe in my motherly instincts. Mm-hmm. My son wouldn't be here and I would have listened to the doctors that knows yeah. everything that went to school for all that. So if I would have listened to them, I wouldn't have my son here. Have a savior. Yep. So I just want to say thank you for being willing to to share your story. Clearly, you know we don't know each other, but you know just I feel as though that your story is one that needed to be told to be to be young, to be a mother, to be a wife, and to go through all that and to come out 
on the other side of it into, you know, because some people, they don't get the happy ending that you had. So mm -hmm. I just wanted you to come and encourage people and realize that, you know, that you can get through this and, you know, having faith and, you know, having those motherly instincts, you know, it can turn out for good. So thank you. You're welcome. So thank you, listeners, for tuning in once again. Life is a journey. It won't always be easy, but it's one worth taking. So thank you for taking the journey. Thank you for having me.